0: I am that I am. Adamus in service to you. Welcome to our gathering. Small group today. Hardy group today. Argh. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted to see you here. And I know many are watching in online on the internet. I invite all of you to first of all ground yourself ground yourselves in your seat right at home, those watching in. Take a good deep breath. Feel that chair underneath you or the floor on your back. Take a good deep breath and now expand interdimensionally. Expand so you can fill up the room with your energies. You can join the others that are here today in person, truly holding some amazing energies in this room. Take a deep breath and Join us here in snowy Cold Creek Canyon, Colorado. Take a deep breath and expand from wherever you're sitting to be here with us. And for those who are just joining in, I'll provide a view at uh, Calder's request of the snow outside. Yes, we had a little bit of a storm the last few days, but that doesn't stop any of you from being here. That, my friends, is snow (laughs) and cold. Anybody care to walk out there to demonstrate the depth of the snow? So (laughs) So, that, my dear friends, is a look outside. We're going to be taking some looks inside today, so those who are here, take a good deep breath. Take a good deep breath. Be here as all of these others are joining us, bringing their energies into this room. It's it's not so empty after all. Ah, with the bell, we mm. we mm-hmm. <laughs> oui. oui. yes yes from France, just for me, just for me, uh, just for me, yes. <laughs> So, dear Shambra, I've heard discussions – not pointing at anybody in particular
1: <laughs> How subtle!
0: I've heard discussions of the difference um, when we're gathered here like this in front of uh, the cameras, in front of the audience and everybody else, say there's a different Adamas. Oh, yeah. Versus when we're doing some of our more private discussions and channels, different than recently on the AstroDoc show. So what is that difference? Why, why does that occur? Is it me? Or is it you? Both. Both. And why? Why the difference? My dear?
2: Well, it's a reflection of the energies.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Reflection of the energies. So when we're gathered like this with the group in the room, with those watching in, it's a different type of energy that we're all working with. I know many of you can feel the difference when we're sitting here versus at a workshop, at a gathering, at one of your teleclasses. But it's absolutely the energies of the humans, of Chambra, what they desire, what they're really trying to do, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So. The angelic beings, no matter if it's me or … I think you
2: like to express in front of the camera, too, a little differently.
0: A a bit. I have to admit, a bit. But whether it is is in front of a group like this, whether you are on your own, but it is also the angelic beings, the non-physical beings, working with you that will adapt their energies to you, absolutely adapt their energies to where you're at, what you desire in your life, where you want to go, they'll adapt to you. Now, they're never going to force you to do something you don't want. They're not going to interfere with things that you are choosing, either consciously or – I keep trying to walk to the back of the room to talk to the ones back here. It's empty. Nobody.
1: (laughs) Is it empty?
0: (laughs) Of humans, it is. So they're constantly adjusting and adapting to you. The point is that you can adjust and adapt to yourself as well. You are not singular. You're not singular, uh, as under <laughs> and An No, You're very multiple, balanced multiple, I truly hope. But you're multiple. You have all sorts of healthy aspects. And you can adapt to any situation, whether it is something like a snowstorm, adapting your energies. Every one of you who are here physically today did some adapting to be here, not just because of the roads, but because it's a different energy in here. Uh, actually, very exciting earlier today for those of you who came up, very different than normal. And sometimes that change actually feels good to get out of the old habits. But the point is, you can adapt to yourself. Don't wake up in the morning and think that you have to be singular. You have a, the same way of doing things. Explore the possibilities of different ways to approach yourself, your life, your invitation to your spirit to come in, your divine. Your divine adapts to you as well. What divine is really right here, just not quite consciously aware of it, but it adapts to you, the type of day you're having, your your own desires, your own feelings. So be very flexible, as I am on the different shows. (laughs) Cheers.
2: Cheers. Flexible? (laughs) (laughs) Flexible. Flexible?
0: Flexible. So, uh, speaking of that, in a accommodating recent series of shows uh, on the Astrodoc show with Dr. Douglas Davies and wonderful Linda Visa. We've been talking about core issues uh, uh, related to mostly medical problems. Now, the typical person will take a look at a medical issue, problems with a heart or disease or aches and pains in the body. Uh, typically they look at it uh, not clinically, but mentally. What's wrong with me? Why, why do I have this ache and pain? Why do I have problems with my digestion? Why am I feeling very unenergized, fe- feeling very weak? And, and then Shambra <laughs> I was watching the video before. I found it delightful. Um, things Girls Say. And I did love the part about I love Adamas." Oh, Saint Germain. <laughs> Same difference. But, Dushambra, the <laughs> totally threw Kaldra off track here for a moment. <laughs> so, most humans look at their medical issue with fear. We're trying to figure out what they did wrong. We're trying to figure out where they can go to get some sort of relief to the doctor, maybe to a healer. We've been talking about core issues, what's really the underlying issue. I've talked about several different categories, general categories you can look at. Problems related to physical health, also in many cases the mental health, relate to ancestral karma. A lot of the, your biological issues are passed down through the bloodline. That you incarnate back into, so you pick up on those, you accept those into your reality as long as you 're accepting that you are a byproduct of your bloodline, and you bring those energies right into the body, and they 're really not yours, and you 're really not your bloodline you 're really not ultimately, everyone will find out that they can get off of this ancestral karma, and it doesn 't mean having to sever that relationship in a bitter or, or sad way. It's just releasing yourself from that bloodline. It also has tremendous implications on the probability of another incarnation, because if you're still very, very connected with your bloodline, you're probably going to incarnate again in that bloodline. Think about it for a moment. A bloodline <laughs> – yes, you did think about it for a moment the – bloodli- the bloodline that has maybe carried physical imbalances for centuries and centuries of time, a bloodline that's carried certain characteristics, maybe alcoholism, maybe lack of abundance, maybe continually being servants rather than true masters. And really, no matter how much planning, no matter how enlightened you think you are when you get to the other side, think that you're not going to incarnate, or if you do you're going to choose a healthy, wealthy family, there's a very good probability that you won't. Why? Because of a type of almost a magnetic or electromagnetic attraction. A suction that pulls you right back down into that same bloodline into that same family, old karma old relationships love in some cases uh, happiness and satisfaction in some cases, but this this has a this ancestral karma has a profound impact now i 'm not saying call up your family tomorrow and uh, say goodbye forever. I'm not saying to divorce your family, although some of you have. <laughs> Just take a deep breath and realize they might be wonderful friends, they might have been terrific parents, great cousins, but sooner or later the Sovereign Being releases themselves from that bloodline, and you can do it right now. Matter of fact, you're going to <laughs> that look. <laughs> that look. <laughs> Would you like to use a telephone right now? <laughs> that you're going to actually learn to appreciate your relatives, your bloodline a lot more when you when you release them. You're going to understand why they did certain things. Things that were not necessarily by conscious choice, things that they just adapted coming into that bloodline and being part of it. You're suddenly going to realize that they were just a byproduct of their grandparents and their grandparents' grandparents and going all the way back. You're also going to realize that somewhere along the line, if you go back on your family tree, you're right there. (laughs) One of your previous incarnations, one of your soul's incarnations – it's really not you. But there you are, perpetuating all of the energies, all of the issues, all of the things associated with it. So take a deep breath. Now, that brings up an interesting question that um, uh, Linda has has been aware of and many of the rest of you. So, why is it that so many Shaumbra – proportionately – so many Shaumbra don't have children? Why? (laughs) (laughs) An Adamus Award, please. An Adamus Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And your timing was impeccable, my dear. (laughs) Impeccable.
1: There you go, (laughs) Missy.
0: Good answer. Because part of you understands this whole bloodline issue, and you don't want to be involved in it anymore. You don't want to pass that on to another being. There are other reasons, of course. You chose not to have children, perhaps, because this life was going to be dedicated to you, to your soul, to birthing yourself. Why birth another being when you can birth yourself? Hmm. hmm. I see some hmm. nodding of the heads. I see some constipation. Uh, That's
1: consternation.
0: Consternation. <laughs> 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 no, it was constipation. <laughs> so dear Shambra. You can release a lot of the health issues that you have right now, and and even some of the mental health issues, although mental health tends to be a little bit your own personal karma. That was the second category. Would you like to write these down? Sure. Sure. Please. Number one. These are core issues affecting health. And yes, you can also listen to the entire um, – Calder's asked me to give this message – the entire shows on The Awakening Zone, the AstroDoc show. But so first, one, ancestral karma. karma. Okay. Number two, your own personal karma, your aspects that are out there, they have an influence on your physical health. Let's say you have a very dissociated aspect, a very traumatized aspect. They tend to linger around, as well as do the good ones. And I don't want to just emphasize these uh, fragmented aspects, angry, really pissed off aspects, but they tend to hang around. Why? Well, a couple reasons. First of all, they want something you have that they don't. A soul. A soul. You got the soul. I mean it's yours. The aspect is a fragment of you, but it doesn't have a, a connection with the soul. You do, you do. So these aspects, the the what we call gray or dark aspects, they hang around just waiting for the chance to grab that soul. I haven't figured out where it is or how to get it, but they think if they wait long enough, if you go through enough hell, that they'll reach <laughs> in and grab it. In the meantime, these aspects are hanging around, and as you notice, I'm grabbing you – not patting you – They grabbing you like, like claws, digging in, digging in. They are literally taking energy. This is what keeps … it's their food. You. You. You're like a big muffin. For them <laughs> chocolate chip cookie, whatever you want, but they 're kind of hanging around they 're drawing energy off of you that's how that 's how they stay focused, connected, and present. so if you have a lot of these you 're going to get real tired they, they, they take that energy now, not that you can 't take more somewhere else, but you 're used to being connected in a certain way, receiving a certain amount of energy, so you don't bring more in, and even if you did, you probably just give them more. So you got this kind of interesting, weird balance worked out. But in the meantime, while they're taking a little energy – no offense here – but while they're taking a little energy, they could be affecting a vital organ, particularly the kidneys and the liver, taking that energy right out of you. It's weakening the vital organs. It's going to compromise your immune system, and no matter how much spirulina or echinacea or (laughs) any of these other things that you take, they're weakening your immune system. Want your immune system back? Let go of a lot of this personal karma and a lot of the aspects, the, the unintegrated, the traumatize aspects. How do you do that? Well, quite simply, you bring these aspects back into love, back into you, by having a safe home space, your now moment, where you are right now, your present moment. How do you do that? Breathe and love yourself. Unconditional love, as has been said many times toughest thing that you're going to face in this lifetime is how to love yourself. You distract yourself. You do anything so that you don't have to take the time to love yourself. you find drama, distractions, you'll intellectualize, you'll get philosophical all as a distraction. I'm, I'm always amazed with this beautiful course that Adamus did called Sexual Energy School. Bottom line is it's about loving yourself and he actually gives some very practical very practical tips in it. Hello, Flash. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. That's Kathumi. I am Adamus. Is, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Thank yeah. No, no, to me. Welcome, sir. Welcome, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so so where were we? <laughs> So these these distractions, yes, <laughs> all a way of keeping from loving yourself. When you love yourself, you release the personal karma. You don't have to feel guilty about anything. We, well, you do, but you don't have to. Nothing, nothing. And he's like, well, no. You say, but I really did something really bad, and I, I just have to carry that around with me. No, you don't. You say, but I really hurt somebody. And I, and I really was a terrible, terrible person. So I, I better carry that around for a while more. Better, better inflict a little pain and suffering in my life because I was really bad. And, and if I don't keep doing that, then I might be bad again. Whist, whist, whist. <laughs> Whipping, flagellation. So, no, you don't. Not at all. Why don't you just try it anyway? Uh, try it for a week. Letting go of all of the guilt, the remorse, the bad feelings, the feeling that if you were truly fully empowered that you go do bad things, you're not going to. You could let that personal karma go right now. That way the aspects are going to come back in, finally a safe space, finally a place of love. And that's all they wanted. Like little lost runaway children, that's all they wanted was the acceptance and the love. But if you're not accepting yourself, there's part of you, many parts of you, called your aspects, that are out there lost, cold, angry, really, really angry, hateful, disillusioned, not ready to come home. Try loving yourself. Uh, This is the the month of love – made up love, but the month of love. Nevertheless, try loving yourself. So, good. Next on the list. What was the next one from the show? Don't remember. Oh, don't remember. (coughs) Well, we'll go to mass consciousness, environmental. Environmental. There's a lot of energy out there in mass consciousness that you're still tapped into, that you still buy into, and within mass consciousness there are there are a lot of uh, imbalanced energies, a lot of disease. You're picking up colds and flus from other others. Why? Not necessarily because your system is run down, not necessarily because you picked up a bug, but because you're buying into mass consciousness. Colds and flus are like that. They're passed on. Not, not little germies. I mean that's eventually what does it. But it's mass consciousness. So we all get colds. We all get flus. You hear it on the news. Ah! Oh, it's flu season. Oh. So what, what happens? You get sick. You get sick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get a shot and, you know, but then mass consciousness tells you what about the shots? That it's sick. a conspiracy, <laughs> that it's injecting mercury or lead or God knows what into your system. or little microchips? To program you. Yes. It's all mass consciousness. There's a new uh, epidemic that you probably see a lot more of in the coming year or so. Uh, a lot, a lot more. Unexplainable ticks. Ticks. We're not talking about the little bug tick, we're t- talking about that. And what happens is it's literally spread through the waves of mass consciousness. And one or two people get it – see, I'm giving it to all of you right now <laughs> – and, and, uh, and then suddenly everybody's got it and the doctors investigate and they come up with some real BS answer. <laughs> Must be the water that you're drinking. I don't, think, I, I, I don't think so. I think it was a mass consciousness influence. Now, if you all go home and start doing this tonight and it's uncontrollable, kind of like hiccups, uh, by tomorrow it'll be gone.
2: Do swear words come with that or just the tick?
0: Uh, uh, for you, the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I finally got away! <laughs> so uh, there are, uh, the point is, there are root causes of the medical issues. You're actually really not sick. Uh, the sickness or the illness is a manifestation of an energy imbalance, and most of them are coming from these areas. And you don't have to accept it anymore. You really don't. You really don't. So let's take a deep breath with that. Uh, mass consciousness. Uh, so mass consciousness. Now, yes, there are some environmental causes. Uh, you know, This um, … going to Earth. As an angelic being into this very dense form, I, I can feel it right now. I don't come in all that often this closely, but I can feel it in caldra 's body, you know, with you. I can feel the density. It's it's like being compressed and condensed. And the the most difficult thing about it is you you lose consciousness of what's really out there. You lose a lot of ability for imagination for free and open feeling. Sensory awareness, so condensed that the sensory awareness is focused just on the things you're familiar with – the sight, the smell, the hearing, the touch, the taste. It's really awkward. Very, very awkward. And there, were, there are environmental – energetically environmental – issues. Why well, some of you get sick? Because there's still part of your angelic energy that doesn't necessarily want to be here, It finds it very, very difficult. And, and, and it is, but it's also the greatest sensual adventure that you're ever going to have, ever. There are angels lined up wanting to get here to take your place not, – not to walk into you, but to take your place – because it is such an amazing sensual adventure. And because they're looking at it from their perspective, they're not nearly as concerned about getting lost in this reality as what you've been. Because, first of all, there are some ascended masters and they're coming to be some living ascended masters. Living ascended masters. So they now see that it was possible to dive deep into this, forget who you are, and then come back out the other side. So they're waiting to get here. They're waiting for this sensual adventure, but they also want to see that life can truly be enjoyed. It's not just about suffering through and then ascending, you know, as Tobias did in his final few days on this planet, finally getting enlightenment. They're watching, they're waiting to see the new Ascended Masters who are going to stay here for many, many, many years. So let's drink to that. Speaking of drinks, I understand that there is some uh, libation back there. You might as well open it up for the audience. They were hearty enough to make it up here sober. We'll send them back down the hill. Watch your mouth. <laughs> very sober. Very sober. Yes. So, so my dear friends, core issues. Core issues also affect the mental uh, health as well. We'll get into that in another discussion. But for each and every one of you, right now, take a deep breath. Your body knows how to rejuvenate itself without having to pollute it with a lot of outside things, without having to take a lot of medications, do a lot of disciplines, make your body suffer even more. Ah, I'll be last but hurry <laughs> Your body knows how to heal. So let's, let's do that for just a moment here. Let's have well, – ex- yeah, it's an experience, but we're just going to do it. Take a deep breath and realize that you aren't your ancestors. You aren't, even, you aren't even your personal karma. You can let that go anytime you want. I remember some of the times in the mystery schools where literally the teachers and I had to struggle trying to pull away personal karma from some of the students. They just insisted on it. It was part of their identity. And we said, no, you can let it go right now, anything, all of it. They insisted on having it. I guess it made them feel more in touch with themselves the little bit of suffering made them feel more alive in a strange way they just couldn't let go of some of the issues but we can here today so and and we'll we'll do this with the um, we'll let it go with the wine and hey, do you have any little um, wafers to go with it <laughs> so as uh, when everybody gets their glass of uh, wine. And for those of you listening in online, get a drink of water, glass of wine. Everyone served. served. First, before we take the drink, and this Thank is you. to your unconditional health, before you actually drink. It's to your unconditional health, free of ancestral karma, personal karma, environmental issues or mass consciousness. It's to your sovereign health. It's to your body that knows how to rejuvenate itself, to continue to balance. Now, first you smell, obviously not French. Hmm. Can't believe it. Mademoiselle isn't even going to have a glass of wine unless it comes from France. But first you smell. Open up that sense. Ah, yes. And then just. A little bit on the tongue, the taste, to your sovereign health. Mm. Yes, we're getting pictures as evidence. (laughs) Yes. And then a drink to your absolute health, letting your body rejuvenate itself. (sighs) It's not the quantity. That's the quality. It's not about having to drink that whole bottle just to get healthy. It's about being able to take a ceremonial sip. The, this whole physical issue I, I see kind of heating up with Shambro. Why? Because as you get closer to real consciousness, uh, the, the, the issues that were stored in the body start coming out – aches and pains. Uh, the the ancestral diseases that want to be released. Uh, so sometimes they pop up, unfortunately. Sometimes you get a little cancer scare or a diabetes scare, saying to you, this is not your issue. Are you ready to let it go? Or are you going to hang on to it? you Are going to play it out? you Are going to let it distract you? But in this moment we can take a deep breath and let all those go. They're not yours. They're a sovereign being, absolutely capable of rejuvenating your own body easily simply just a sip of wine sip of water chocolate chip cookie doesn't matter let's take a deep breath with that and into today's subject matter so i asked the question what do humans want not not what do you want not shamba but the typical human. You'll need a new piece of paper here. What do humans want? Security. Yes. And we, we won't run the microphone, but speak loudly, and I'll, I'll repeat just so. Everybody listening in online who is also in the room here by now, I hope I hope you've expanded and come into the room with us. So security, absolutely. Kind of interesting, a very interesting dynamic for Anyone who is a uh, spiritual psychologist, this almost doesn't make sense. You want to be here. Or you, part of you doesn't want to be here. You complain about life, but yet you want security. You want to you be even more kind of enclosed uh, than you were yesterday. But security, good one. Good. What else do humans want? Acceptance. Just one at a time, don't everybody throwing this at me? <laughs> Acceptance. Acceptance and acknowledgement. An acknowledgement, yes, which is an interesting thing in itself. How is one going to get acceptance or acknowledgement if they don't accept or acknowledge themselves? If you out there listening in, you've in here listening. If you have an acceptance issue, if you feel other people just don't accept me, they just don't understand me, it's because you don't accept or understand yourself. Did I hear somebody call out? Oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they want acceptance and acknowledgement. They're in this identity struggle to accept themselves. They try looking for it all the time from others. They, they, they most never occurs to them to look at it from within. So they're looking for acceptance. Do my parents accept me? Do my coworkers accept me? Do my why for my husband accept me. Do average people in the street accept me?" So they're constantly looking for that. They're looking for acknowledgment or validation, acknowledgment that they're doing a good job, but if they don't think they're doing a good job as a human, nobody else is going to think they're doing a good job, you see. So absolutely, acceptance and acknowledgment, constantly looking. What else are humans looking for? Happiness. Happiness. The ever elusive happiness. What is what does happiness mean? <laughs> what does happiness mean? Inner joy. Inner joy. Do you think most people even know how to spell inner joy? <laughs> Probably. Probably not.
2: No. Okay. So under happiness, we would put materiality.
0: It could be yes, yes. But but you're absolutely right, and I hear it all the time. You have to. One of the amazing things about being in the non-physical form is. If you tune in, uh, you can actually hear prayers, and there's a lot of them. Every night, all over the world, a lot of prayers, being being said to – whether it's saints or gods or uh, gurus or uh, the un, the unknown – but a lot of prayers, and a lot of them come out with this, Dear God, I just want to be happy, like it's up to God, like God's going to make you happy. It's kind of interesting. and. Oh, I could do a whole comedy shtick on, on prayers. I think I will. <laughs> whole comedy shtick about when people ask for happiness, what does that generally mean? And then I look into it energetically. It means that they're um, upset with their spouse or their partner, and happiness is their spouse or their partner is just being nicer to them. They never thought maybe they need to be nicer to themselves. but. And happiness often is, uh, I just want a, a job I really love. And, but then when I ask them, pretending that I'm some archangel, and I ask them, Well, what job do you want? What job would make you happy? Well, I don't know. Just one where people are nice to me. I don't have to work so hard, and I make a lot of money. Maybe I don't need to work at all. Maybe i just sit home. And they don't really understand this thing called happiness. With happiness going out to dinner every night? But then you get fat, and then you're not happy with yourself. It, this whole thing of happiness is kind of like a, like a, a very neutral statement or, or undefined statement. I want to be happy. I guess what it really means is they're not happy. Uh, there's something unfulfilled, incomplete. They're looking for something, but they have no idea what it is that they want. So it, it becomes a kind of an interesting game – and I hope I'm not being too crass here.
3: Yeah, go ahead.
0: But I'm, I'm trying to be clear, I guess. Clear. Uh, but it becomes an interesting game of elusive happiness. Always out there somewhere. Never here. Always out there. I would be happy if my kids were smarter. I'd be happy if I was a little younger, if I didn't have these physical problems, if I hadn't had such bad parents who gave me such uninteresting physical looks. You see, it's, it's, it truly becomes a game. Great! What else are humans looking for?
2: Love.
0: Love. Go ahead. What is love? Oh, that's a song. What is love? How is that? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You can stand. Would you like to be a celebrity? No. Yeah, you really do want to be. I, I don't want to be a celebrity. <laughs> so, so what? What is love? That's an interesting thing. I contend that the match, mass consciousness belief uh, about love is generally kind of warped, because love is generally associated with parents who abused you. Not everybody, but a lot, most, the vast majority. The extremely vast majority. <laughs> so they, how many of you had parents that says, um, I, I'm going to smack you now or I'm going to deprive you of something, but it's because I love you? And that sets up kind of an interesting energetic definition of love. How many online – I want to ask the people here – how many online uh, have been divorced? More than once. More than twice. Oh, keep going. Okay. More than five times. <laughs> so you got married for love. Well, actually. You didn't at all. Most of you did not get married for love. It was karma. You'd been together before. You had things to work out and experience together. So you came back together. You met each other. Oh, I know you. You must be my soulmate. No, you've just been together before. You had stuff to work out. Maybe you could do it this lifetime. True love will never be found in another person. Until you find it in yourself. Never have a partnership with anyone else that's healthy and balanced until you have it with yourself. Then every relationship will be different. They won't be feeding, they won't be used to balance your masculine or feminine side or balance whatever. You never select a partner again to complete something within yourself. So, and now, so I hear out there. Somebody's saying, "But what about love for my dog or my cat?" What about that kind of love? You're getting close, because pets are basically extensions of you, kind of. Not you directly, because then you wouldn't like the pet so much, but they're kind of like your energy in that pet. And so it's actually part of the step or process in learning to love yourself. if you can learn to love your animals, your pets, these blessed beings. You can take that now, that same thing, and learn to love yourself. Woof, <laughs> woof! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meow, meow. Uh, so, uh, what else do humans want? Come on. Distraction. don't Distraction, absolutely. Yes. Distraction. They, and they get it. Distraction. distraction. They don't know they want distraction. They don't realize that, but that's exactly what they set up. It's a root cause. It's an energy thing. They want that. How come we haven't listed money here? That's what. That's really what a lot of it boils down to, really. Money. Because money gives you security. With money you think you're going to be accepted, you're going to have happiness, everybody will love you, and then you're going to distract yourself with all the money you have. It's more in the Western cultures, yes, I'm hearing. This is a very noisy audience – not you, but the ones who have joined us – you know, they're willing to speak up more when they're not sitting here. <laughs> I can hear them yelling at their computers, yes, yes, it's a Western thing, so absolutely. But it's not just dollars or pesos or euros, but it's, it's that abundance thing. Everybody wants it. Yeah, because. It is a mass consciousness game. It's a huge thing set up in the fabric of mass consciousness – goods, material, security. So it's very much out there. So much of the pursuit is about that, and everyone here – everyone here, physically or non nonphysically – need to be honest with yourself. If you were given three wishes, one of them is going to be money. Or abund- You're going to say abundance, because – yeah, cash. 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 Yeah. Not just credit. Not a 20-year payout on a jackpot, but cash now. And then you call it abundance, because it sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah. This, I, I choose abundance. No. You're asking for money. <laughs> so, so, this is an issue. It's huge, and, and never feel guilty about it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's just energy. It is just energy. It's all it is. It's energy that is kind of at a lowest common denon- denominator. Everyone's agreed that they're going to use this for trade, and believe it or not, this planet – I don't care what the politicians say – this planet will come down to a common currency. <laughs> there still may be other subcurrencies, but sooner or later it's going to. It, it only makes sense. Why would you have all sorts of different currencies? that you have to convert when you travel, which is easy to do these days, and then you have to convert it, and somebody's making some money off the conversion. The money changers – you know how Yeshua felt about them – table over. (laughs) So you are going to come down with a single currency, maybe backed up or uh, having more localized currencies as well, but sooner or later – and I know some of you – not some of you, but some people think that's some big plot for one world order I'm going to digress here for a moment but I spent a long a lot of time effort and had a lot of fun in my last lifetime as count saint germain doing work throughout europe to try to unify we had these little kingdoms and fiefdoms and con- control centers not really even governments just control centers they were basically wasting their time fighting with each other. And the amazing thing is, one year there'd be two countries battling each other. The next year they'd join together to battle another country, and this went on and on. A lot of lives were wasted. A lot of energy was wasted, and more than anything it was actually having a dramatic implication on consciousness, on consciousness's ability to expand. It was getting to the point where I felt that Europe was slipping back into the Dark Ages, but a more severe Dark Age than what it had experienced. It was slipping out of consciousness, getting even more lost. So there was an effort to try to put together Europe as a beacon of light for the rest of the world. And to a degree, it worked. To a degree, there are still problems, not because of Europe, but because of mass consciousness, because of the human condition, because the, the people – I'm trying to say this openly, Calder is trying to say it politically, so we're struggling – people will fight over a piece of land, fight over their ancestors, fight over things that are really rather insignificant. Rather than open their consciousness and take a look at themselves as a global citizen, as a universal citizen, as a human being, as something far grander than the house that was handed down to them from their grandfather, or the piece of land that was, has been in the family forever, or their nationality, none of these things really make a difference anymore. And they are literally keeping consciousness on this planet from expanding. They're literally holding you back because of this consciousness web and everybody fighting for their little piece of land and for the way it's always been done. Everybody fighting for something that is old and ready to change and wanting to change. You're not an American. You're not – well, yes, you are French (laughs) – the rest of you are not Americans, you're not Spanish, you're not Germans, you're not Dutch – you're global citizens. And then the French <laughs> So dear Shambra, uh thank you for allowing me to digress a little bit, but people hold on to things that no longer serve them. Why? Because they don't want change, because they're afraid of change, because they think that if they go back to what was done fifty years ago, hundred years ago, or two thousand years ago, that it's somehow we're going to make it better. It sucked back then. It, it really did. Energy was denser. There was a lot more control, a lot more uh, injustice than ever before. Less freedom. Things were a lot cruder. I, I'm always amazed when there's there are those who want to go back to the Atlantean times. There's some nice things about Atlantis. Food was pretty good, but it wasn't all that great. They didn't have magical powers greater than, you know, than what you have now they had some different technologies, that's all. The the, the Lemurians, interesting times, if you like living in the jungle, half human, half animal-like. But but this is it now. This is it. So, again, I'm on a bit of a rant today. I hope you don't mind, mm, my precious dear.
2: All is well in all of creation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. What else? What? Are, what else do humans want? Purpose. Purpose. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Purpose. Why? Why? Good question. This should be a relatively easy one. Why do humans want purpose? It Gives the meaning. meaning to life. You know, n- it gives a meaning, and, it, and it's in a way, it's a l- this distraction. It can be wonderful, but it can also be a distraction. Somebody says, "I am um, an airline pilot," for instance. It's my purpose, or, or I am a spiritual healer or teacher. It's a purpose, uh, or the, they are a banker, or whatever it happens to be. It's a purpose, and it can also be a rut. But it makes them feel like they, they have something to do here on earth. How many? I don't, don't need to see hands, but how many are like, well, I'm a parent. That's what I'm here for. Well, no, not really. Well, no, that's the most important thing to me in life is my children. Well, now, do you want you that to be the most important thing to their children and to their children's children? So everybody – the whole purpose is just to have children and, and to pass this down. Isn't there a little bit higher purpose? Uh, children are wonderful. It's a way of continuing and expanding, but not getting stuck. So humans cling to purpose. They cling to purpose in the midst of the storm. They hang on to that purpose for dear life. They use to justify this life. They get to the other side and, – and I'll do a comedy show about that someday <laughs> – Thing, funny things that happen when people cross over to the other side – so often they say, I wasted my whole life on that, on that, and oftentimes it wasn't even in joy. And they realize, it's put a lot of energy into something that wasn't really all that important. Okay, uh, one or two more. What do humans want? Health. Pardon? <laughs> health, health, absolutely, health, and you know it's interesting with so many of the dynamics going on and uh, they want health obviously you want to feel good by the way pain which is really what they don't want pain is absolutely from the mind it's not in the body literally body doesn't know anything about pain it's only the mind so when and that's that's not just an adamus fact <laughs> that's also scientific fact there's if i would stamp on david's foot here, even though he's wearing very uh, heavy shoes. Uh, the pain isn't in his foot. It's in his mind. Humans oh, don't want pain. They, want, they say they want health, but it's so elusive right now. It really is. I mean, there's, humans seem to be getting more and more sicknesses, diseases. Part of it's because of mass consciousness. You throw it out there about cancer throw it out there about all these diseases. If you breathe the air in Cincinnati, you're going to get cancer. That's what they say, and so then people adapt that. Suddenly you have a lot of unhealthy people. My … I'll wait for that statement. So, okay, next page, please. That's what humans want, and the list could go on and on, but that's a pretty good list. Next. Page. New page.
3: I thought you wanted one more.
0: One more page. What do Chambro want? Ah. ah, you should have figured. I ascension. That's a good one. Ascension. What the hell is ascension? Take it off this planet. What? No, What's ascension? What is ascension? What is ascension? What is ascension? Uh, Talk to the camera. There's thousands, millions watching you right now. What is ascension? It is. It's joining my soul in this lifetime. I love it. Good. 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 Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Did she get an award for that? Yeah. Do we
3: award bad behavior?
0: Oh, that was great. You have to be able to laugh. Yeah. Absolutely. So, seriously, okay, that's good. Ascension, uh, Shambra is beginning to understand ascension. But I have to tell you, um, probably the only uh, the, the only negative I would give uh, Tobias was. I never really got into what ascension is. It, it remained kind of this nebulous, sugar-coated term, uh, but, but, but he was trying … You liked it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, good. Ascension. So Schaumburg beginning to learn about ascension. There was an old concept of suddenly you glow a lot and you grow big wings and you fly up uh, off of Earth uh, into the uh, astral realms. It doesn't work that way. This whole Yeah, sorry about that, Andra. Uh, This whole description, biblical description of Yeshua's Ascension, highly overrated, highly (laughs) overrated. He took his body, physical body, back with him to the other side, but there wasn't this big glow and angels singing and choirs and all the rest of that. Um, and, And it sounds very romantic, I guess, but it just really doesn't happen that way. Chamber is beginning to understand that ascension, true ascension, is bringing your divine, your soul into this experience with you, no longer having the barriers, no longer having the separation, the, the living ascension. So thank you. Good. Are you there? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Can you walk on water? Yes, you can. Open the door. Walk right out onto the snow. Absolutely. Yes, I am enlightened, as Kathumi said. Yes, I am enlightened. Absolutely you are. Uh, you really are. You're just starting to experience it. Yes, thank you. Good. Is Ascension, is Ascension having a lot of money? Apparently <laughs> not. Okay. <laughs> Why did you choose that? Why did you choose that? No, where is the guidebook? Okay, where's my manual? No, no, you're writing you? the manual.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: You're yeah, okay. Microphone yeah. time.
1: You deserve a mic.
0: <laughs> yes. Where? Okay. What was your question so everyone can hear you? The millions out there.
3: I didn't have a question. You had a question.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> so where's your abundance?
3: W- well. It's here. I'm. It's not. It's, it's not. not at all. Yeah.
0: And now you ask about the where's the manual? Yeah. We're
3: where's writing the it? manual?
0: We're writing it. Remember what we wrote last week? Uh, what we've written in in the for a long time now. We're writing it. Uh, it's not there yet. I mean, it's not there in physical form yet. So we're writing it. So what about this abundance thing? Abundance and ascension. Can they survive together?
3: I don't know. I ask myself that a lot, actually.
0: Yes. Yes. And have you had abundance?
3: I've had great abundance, and I Good. said, What the hell? Where did it go?
0: So it doesn't matter where it, it went. It just
3: disappeared. Or what I spent it. What
0: matters is that you had it in the first place. Yes. Absolutely. So how did, you, how did you manifest it in the first place?
3: Well, I didn't think a lot about it, to be ah,
0: honest. Ah. Ah. And mm-hmm. how did it come your way? Was it luck?
3: No, I created it.
0: How did you create it?
3: Well. Um, I well, the first big bump some people died and that was easy. Yeah. And then the second yeah. bump.
0: <laughs> easy but true.
3: <laughs> it was easy. And then I got wiser. I, I didn't I didn't get so upset the second time I created it. Uh you know, I it just it just came my way. And I I had a, I created something.
0: Okay. What you did was when, you, when some uh, degree of abundance came your way, doesn't matter if it, somebody died, if you found it on the street, if you won it at the casino, you gave yourself that opening for some abundance. Next, and the, one of the most important things – and please hear me – you invested in yourself. Yes, I did. And, and you're not right now. Well … You're tied up. Your energy is tied up in a lot of different things. Who comes last? Me. Thank you. Yes, and, and, and that's, there's no <laughs> judgment of that at all. It's an observation that's for so many of you, and, and you feel so guilty Ooh. about doing something for yourself. Before, when you had a little bit to invest, you invested it in yourself, in your future, into your probabilities and potentials, and it blossomed. Right. Now, when did it apparently go away or seem to slightly disappear from reality.
3: I brought a child in my body and then my mind jumped in and talked to me about being proper and doing the right thing.
0: (sighs) Yeah, and putting your energy in a lot of other places. But that's illogical, because don't you think your child, who you have given much to, really, don't you think your child wants you to be abundant? Because then maybe he doesn't have to work so hard and maybe when you die, you could leave stuff behind for him, just yeah, as others yeah, have done for you.
3: He, he talks about this a lot, as a does matter he? of fact. Yes, yes he yes. does. Yes, He does not understand this lack of abundance issue that ah, we face.
0: So you talk to him. You get answers from him.
3: Uh, he just talks at me about right. why we don't have everything we want immediately.
0: Absolutely, but the fact is, if you did it once or you did it twice, you can do it again. You
3: know, I do, and I and I go. This is this should be easy. I had a big fat check in my hand. Yes, standard technology. I can go to that feeling again. Yeah, and uh, this has become so elusive. I notice I can create fear. <laughs> I can go to fear very easy like that. But going back to that feeling of abundance, yeah. it, I go. Eh, yeah.
0: Like that. Yeah. There's something on. stopping you, blocking you from it. So, But again, go back to the, the feeling. If you did it once, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. If you did it without thinking, as you said in your own words, you can do it again by not thinking about it. Okay. So, you take a deep breath with that. You, the fact is, the funny fact is – and we're all going to laugh about this someday – you're going to be wildly abundant. I know that, <laughs> and I'll tell you why later. Okay. But I know that. So. So the question is, do you want it now or do you want to wait a while?
3: I want it now!
0: What are you going to do with all that money? What? What are you going to do?
3: That's never the problem. I'm a woman. I know how to spend.
0: That's
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> not what I'm going to do with it.
0: What are you going to do with all the money?
3: What will I do with all my money? I
0: already gave you the answer.
3: What? Um, I already
0: gave you the answer. You are you? going to invest in... in.
3: myself!
0: Thank you! Yeah. yeah! Thank you! I will
3: invest in me. Oh! Oh! <sighs> <sighs>
0: Good. Okay, what else, what else do Chamber want? Let's just put down abundance. Abundance. Sleep. Sleep. Festival sleep. Why?
4: Why? Why? I, I mean, it would be nice to be able to wake up feeling less tired than I do when I go to sleep at night or try to sleep. And, I'm, you know, it's been going on for years. Yes. Uh, and Tossing, so many, turning. So many
0: others right now. Out there are nodding their heads yeah, and like saying, Yeah, to, yeah. What is that about a, sleep?
4: Well, to be able to show up in, the phys- in this
0: physical
4: with our divinity with us, wanting to experience everything, and we're walking around in a sleep deprived coma, trying to, you know, bring, transmute the energies from the old to the new, you know, it's kind of. Part of that really sucks. I'm really getting sick of not being able to friggin' sleep, man.
0: Part of that is a good thing. Because when you get real tired, your defenses, your, your uh, barriers come down and you can actually learn more. And part of it is uh, by design – not my design, yours for all Shaumbra – you do this thing with um, sleep deprivation so that you're a little bit more open to some higher concepts. The mind the mind thinks it needs sleep. Your, your body doesn't need much. Uh, your spirit self doesn't need much. Tell my body that. I just did. <laughs> Your body doesn't need, I need much. To.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK.
0: Here's a, a giveaway a little bit of a secret. We have this thing called Kehawk that's going on right now. Great group. We're coming indoor. Uh, we're in our eighth month of keyhawk. We haven't talked much about it, but there's a lot going on. We do a Wednesday night dream gathering in Keho. Every Wednesday night, we gather everybody up. And for the most part, they think we're in some secret session in another dimension or off in another universe. Not usually. Oh, we talk for a little bit. And just putting them to sleep. So they get about an hour of real sleep. Real sleep. We put them to sleep. It's like, it's, uh, they just sleep in the house of Keahawk.
4: I get some of my most restful sleep sitting in this chair. Absolutely.
0: Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's yes. amazing. Yes.
4: And I told her, I said, please don't let me fall asleep with my Drooling with my head hanging Oh, that's down. okay. We won't well, mind. We won't shine cam- the cameras cam- on
0: you and <laughs> pour water on your head.
4: Oh, yes, you will. I know you.
0: <laughs> yes, but so sleep, uh, sleep is an issue. There's a reason for all the sleep changes. I, I won't go into deep uh, dive on it, but hey, I, I'll I'll discuss it later. And how are we? Do- oh my gosh, the time is running out, but uh, we have plenty of time. <laughs> so. So, uh, good. That's, that's a good one. You'll see uh, hopefully in a little bit. Yes. You don't need eight hours of sleep. That's mass consciousness overlay. You really need about a good couple of hours of deep, uninterrupted, non-mental sleep. And the problem is so much of your sleep right now, for all of you, is very mental. Very mental. You, you wake up exhausted. You're trying to figure things out in these other realms. Part of the problem is Even if you did, you're having a hard time bringing that wisdom back here. Mm -hmm. So it's really a matter of let's just figure it out here, rather than out there. Use that time at night for really sleeping or for some new adventures, rather than just trying to (coughs) work out all the mental details. Yes?
4: Uh, What does it mean if you sleep really well?
0: (laughs) And I do. That's, That's excellent. That's excellent. You, have you've, you've it means, <laughs>
1: that means that
0: people in the back row are going to throw things at you. <laughs> it means you've learned to balance that part of you. In this human reality you do need sleep, and it's more, of, again, of quality rather than quantity. And if you can allow yourself in sleep state not to be having a lot of dreams uh, – and, and there's nothing wrong with dreams. The fact is, at any given point, you like even right now, you're having dozens of dreams that you're not even aware of. When you go to sleep, oftentimes you, have, you go into a very deep dream state. That's different than sleep state. Uh, so you, you still might be having some dreams, but the concentration is on the sleep, physical rejuvenation, mental quiet for a little while. Uh, imagine. Here, here's something you could do. You really don't have many safe spaces in your life. You know, your car maybe, but it, but it could be hit by another car. Most of you don't have safe spaces anywhere, so you're really never getting true rest and rejuvenation, because wherever you go they, you have these uh, security alarms always out Even if you go into the other realms, that's even a lot more unsafe than here sometimes. You haven't created your own house, an angelic, quiet house. Tobias talked about his cottage. Beautiful. He did a great job of imagining it. It was flexible. It was like a country cottage, you know, in the late summer eve. It was beautiful. That was his safe space. That's where he went to. and. He made it so that it was only he that went there, that no one else could infringe. It wasn't done out of fear. He said, this is my space. So he created a dimension called Tobias's Cottage. That's where we, he went to relax, rejuvenate, imagine things. I suggested the other day to uh, one of the groups I was talking about, create a website, your own website and they're easy to do these days. Don't tell anybody else about it. It's your place to go. If you're used to using computers, go there. I mean, it, some of you may say it sounds foolish, but click on it. Go there and just sit there. Put in some nice pictures if you want. Write little n- notes to yourself. Tell you yourself how much you love yourself. This is your safe space. This is your safe space. Or just imagine it. Imagine a place. That's totally safe. Humans don't have safe spaces. That's why the first issue on the other sheet was security, safety. So it's difficult to rejuvenate your body. You have a safe space to go to at night. You can really sleep. Not just dream, but sleep. So, do that. Create a safe space. Microphone. Please.
4: The interesting paradigm, and I know I'm not alone, we chose to come here just for the experience. Yes. And most of us, I'm sure, have had, at at this time, being born when we did, hacking our way through the jungle for consciousness to be able to move, have enjoyed for better or worse, rich or poor, extremely rich experience. Yes.
0: Anybody here lacking in experience? You want some more experience? <laughs>
4: I'm like, Anyone experience here? burned out. Yeah. You know? You got it, your fill. Yeah. You got
0: more than your money's worth.
4: Yeah. O- although yeah. I understand I created everything. Yes. I chose it. The word I'm not a victim. Okay? Okay? Um, at the same time, what we've come to... experience that was part of the experience is we have been through so much what we would consider because it's just a perception of our mind a a lot of traumatic experiences to get to this point that now that we're pretty much through that because I feel I'm through it certainly is we're just even though I have a very safe space now completely safe it's it's like part of my mind is waiting for the ball to drop again absolutely
0: how, how many others feel that way the The other shoe's going to drop, the ball's going to drop. Yeah,
4: like when, well, like, like Boom, when's going to fall? When's going to fall apart once again so I can crawl my way out of this one just to prove that I could do it?
0: And, and maybe it's not even about your life, but you open the uh, the news uh, or open the newspaper, expecting another 9/11. Well, wow, that's deeply planted into consciousness. Well, I
4: stopped watching TV or reading the news yeah. years ago.: so, Good.:
0: Yeah, good. I, so, create,
4: I create plenty of my own. I don't need any outside. <laughs> a,
0: so, but you bring up a good point about experience. You've all had it now. You know what experience is like. You could teach about experience. So aren't you at the stage now where it's experience management?
4: Yes. Experience, you know, managing
0: the experiences that you want. Not controlling them, but choosing them, and, and not having them seem to come from luck, destiny, or some unknown God, but by your own choice in your own hand. Wouldn't it be great? Timothy, if tomorrow you could experience what you wanted to experience. Absolutely,
1: as long as you're
0: first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But so often it's, it, you just go into experience and kind of resign yourself to the fact uh, – when you wake up in the morning, you walk out that door, oh, it's going to be an experience, I don't know what, uh, and they tell me I'm creating it – But damned if I figured out how – but I'm going to have an experience. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be incredible? Maybe that's another show, another book, experience management, Uh, experience by choice, experience just for the hell of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. A couple other things. I do have to get to my point. Yes? I was going to say self-love. Self-love. Because
4: everything we've been talking about so far, you know, the anxiety, the, the second shoe dropping and all this stuff usually comes because of how we react. To what other people are thinking, absolutely, and because we make ourselves beholden to that, so personally, for me, I'm trying to understand the self love and really embrace that because I think all these other things go away if I can truly yes. get to that
0: very well said, very clear, thank you, and, and said very simply absolutely self love yeah you've got double duty today, microphone oh, writing so on the fun. board but self love i you know and and actually. We could just stop there and we could say that's really what it's about. And that's really, you save that part of the experience on this planet uh, and for your soul till the last. Uh, do everything else and then, oh, by the way, learning to love yourself. A lot of metaphysically oriented people will run at this point, at this point of self love. They'd rather do anything else they would rather chant with crystals, sit in sweat lodges, or whatever it happens to be. Sit at the feet of gurus. Anything other than self-love. Why is that? Oh, it, doesn't it just take a deep breath? Imagine you're an angel, an angelic being right now. Does that make sense? You hear that from the humans, or see how they react? They run the other way when it says time to love yourself. They love the game too much. They love the game. Absolutely. They love the game of distraction, but loving yourself really is about releasing a lot of old things. really is learning to embrace yourself, like you say, learning to accept yourself. Loving yourself – what what, what else? Why else is it so difficult? You're taught not to love yourself. Thank you. Not to love yourself. Where did that come from? Religion uh, and anybody who wanted to control, Absolutely. anyone who wanted to control, because do unto others first, uh, don't be so selfish, uh, you know, love others but never yourself. Is there any course that's taught in school, regular school, about loving yourself? No, no because what some group would come up and say it's perverted, it's dirty. It's against the Bible, and more than anything, God's going to be really mad. God itself. It's the Devil, because only the Devil would say to love yourself. Now, people actually believe that, and they actually accept it. Yeah. But imagine, imagine a new energy school, <laughs> which I'd love to see, and when the children first start going there, the very first course is about loving yourself. When you love yourself, when you love yourself, you automatically are going to have compassion for others. Loving yourself is difficult because there's such a karma buildup – if you've been on this planet a lot of times – such a karma buildup – we talked about it before – that it's difficult to just stop and say, No more. No more. It's difficult for even you, my dear friends, to say, I'm not that thought that just went through my head. I'm not what happened yesterday. Maybe you could say, okay, I'm not what, I, what, what happened 50 years ago, but, but you say, I just can't be irresponsible and say that wasn't me. Yes you can. It's a defining point. It is one of the biggest points of separation when you say, no more. I am not on that karma path anymore. Yes. No, I, I think it's like a fear of
4: completion that we have because we learn to love ourselves. Right. And, and it brings us to an ultimate completion where, well, what else is there? You know, and. What else is well, there? What, what, like, what, what else? I learned to love myself. I'm complete. I don't need. And, it's and got to be
0: really boring. Yeah. Right. Ex-
4: ex- exactly. So, yeah, yeah. all this wonderful drama and yeah. the trauma we created by yeah. all this experience, it's like it's, we've been feeding off of yes. it. And we reach that point of self-love. It's like well, I don't need to be anymore. It almost means a point of annihilation.
0: Uh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. And that actually is a fear what I've talked about in some of the workshops. Is uh, there, there is I, I ask the question why why aren't Chambra stepping over that threshold into ascension? Why? And the reasons are many. We could fill up twenty tablets w- with uh, with reasons, uh, but. It is that question well, is it annihilation? Is it finality? Uh, what's going to happen to my friends and my relationships? And what am I going to do all day? All right, right now, I have purpose. Hmm. I'm searching, you know, searching to be an enlightened being. So, uh, what would I do then? Could I, would they even let me into the monthly Crimson Circle meeting? or would I have to mm-hmm. watch in from online? <laughs> so there is that, absolutely. Let's, uh, a few more so I can make my <clears throat> big wrap-up point, the thing everybody's been waiting for. You know half the people listening online right now are asleep. We, we, we put them to sleep before. All oh, they talk about sleep. No, they're, shh! Very quiet.
2: They're sleeping. That's good. That's good. Okay. I would think um, immediately following self-love would be service. Service. Service to Gaia, service to humanity, service to all that is.
0: How honest do you want me to be about that? Totally. Totally. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, explain. Uh, To an extent. uh, uh, You know, and and the reason why I I say that. What happens if if we put service as number two on the list uh, after self-love? it flips and suddenly it's about service and not self-love and if i do enough service maybe others will love me and maybe i'll learn to love myself
2: but we're talking about already having the self the self-love piece down yes. right yes. okay why wouldn't service to the greater whole immediately follow that
0: do you, do you really care about the greater whole i do why
2: um i love this planet i really True. i would like to see her
0: Yes, you 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 have a big investment in the planet. Absolutely, guy is leaving though.
2: Humanity, I mean,
0: humanity, oh. what a mess!
2: Okay, what so you're mess. saying that there's there's no such thing as service that self. No, I'm in service. Okay, <laughs> then explain.
0: Thank you. I was waiting for you to say that. So, and this is where, uh, by the way, I I love you for asking this because this is where a lot of people get irritated with me. And they leave the Crimson Circle. They blame it on uh, Calder and Linda. <laughs> Sorry. But this is where they get upset, because they're so locked into this old thing. It's, it's one of those nails that's in there and covered over – nails into mass consciousness – and absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. This planet is fine. Why do you think I close my amazing dialogues with all is well in all creation? means you don't have to do a thing. Everybody's on their path. Sooner or later they're all going to ascend, not because of you, not because of me, but because of themselves. Sooner or later humanity is going to say, eh, let's do it a different way, and it's not up to you or it's not up to me to, to do that. It's up to me uh, – because I learned it from Andra a long time ago – to be compassionate.
2: Okay, so you're, oh, oh, I'm with you on this. Good.
0: And and you you don't have to So
2: the Ascended Masters, whoever they are, um, came here not for service, but but for compassion. Period. End of sentence.
0: No, they came here for themselves, not even for compassion. They came here for one thing, their sovereignty, Uh, and that's what Earth is all about. Sooner or later everybody makes their way through, including the whales, the dolphins, the bumblebees, everything else. It all works out. It already has worked out. The reason why I say that is because you, you and your soul, which now I, I view as together, really not separate a long time ago, you chose ascension. Self-realization, knowing yourself as God also, not dependent on anyone else, not contingent on you knowing your God also. You can be a master and shouldn't have to be. It doesn't matter. Compassion is the acceptance that she's absolutely experiencing it how she wants to. You're actually both ascended. You already are. There, there is no time and space. Yes. So you've already ascended. Now, the soul says, "Yeah, well, that was great, but how did I get there? What wisdom did I accumulate through my experiences to get to this ascension? What you have right now is kind of um, kind of um, mm-hmm. an incomplete ascension. I mean, it's completed, but the experience of how you got there, that's absolutely up to you. Absolutely up to you how you want to get there. You want to do it on your hands and knees, or you want to do it with a big, happy, rich smile on your face. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. The soul doesn't care, actually. Your soul really doesn't care. You can burn in hell and your soul really doesn't care, because it's an illusion. It's, it's, some, it's a way you may want to experience the ascension, going to the depths of hell, uh, if, if you choose to believe in that. If You can also do it by singing lullabies, dancing on top of little buttercups and flowers with the deers singing along with you. It doesn't matter. It's just an experience. Or you can do both. You can say, I'll try this. I'll try that. I'll do it the difficult way. I'll do it the easy way. So, here I am in service as a Master. I have a saying. that only a Master can be in service. Everyone else is a servant. They're on their hands and knees beholden to someone else. A Master, once he has that realization – I Am that I Am – nothing else matters – then a Master can be in service just for kicks and grins. (laughs) That's all. That's all. I love being in service, but I'm not obligated to it. It doesn't really matter if you choose to sit here and listen to me or not. It really doesn't. It could be an audience of one. Wouldn't that be fun? Because I'm not invested in the outcome. I'm doing this because it's enjoyable. It's amusing. It truly is. I mean, I laugh a lot when I'm not in front of you. <laughs> I have a good time, but because also we've traveled together over a long period of time. And I kind of like all of you, all of you too. <laughs> actually I'll go so far as to say, as long as Linda doesn't use it against me later, that I actually love each and every one of you. Oh. That's Valentine's I had to say that. <laughs> That's on tape. <laughs> yes. I actually love you, but love is compassionate. It's, it's heart to heart, soul to soul. It's not sorrow. It's not. It's not feeling bad for you. This is fun, and and it's fun because because I know you're going to make it. And so so it makes it it makes it a lot of fun. We have an agreement going way back, which neither one of us has to honor, but it, but it's enjoyable to honor it. That uh, we would teach each other. You've taught me in the past. You truly have, and I'm at least trying to help you open your eyes right now. big thing is open the eyes. So sometimes uh, – Linda says – I'm maybe too provocative. Sometimes I'm irritating. Sometimes I say shocking things just to get the eyes open. I, I, I tell the attendees in the workshops, I hope you go away irritated with me, because that means you're irritated with yourself. You're no longer happy with the status quo. Somebody said something to you – which is just me reflecting it, what's already there – to shake you up a little bit, to get you – we could, we could get together once a month like this and do very calm, beautiful meditations and we can talk about the angels fluttering around you, but you want more than that. You've been there, done that. You've graduated that step. Now we're here to uh, get those eyes open. And get you to realize who you really are. So, service is fun, but not to save the planet. planet will be fine. Gaia's leaving anyway. Not to save the whales and the dolphins. You know, there's some species that want to leave right now. They've been here in service for a long time. They want to go back to the celestial oceans. The oceans here are getting a little bit polluted. <laughs> there, there are um, energy holders, indigenous tribes on this planet that are ready, so ready and so tired. They've been here holding the energy. They couldn't wait for you to come along, so you could move the energy and be the energy. They were doing this for centuries. My God, some of them have been around since Atlantis, chanting, doing the smoke thing. I love the video today. Holding the energy, waiting. They're so glad that you're here. So, uh. There, there's, we could put service here, but be a little cautious about service. It can be, it can be distracting. Serve yourself first, then talk to me about service. Okay, thank you, thank you for letting me be direct. Thank you, and in a award for you, my dear, more valuable than gold. It is. <laughs>
3: You're legendary.
0: Now, it, it's getting a bit late, Calder's warning me that I only have so much time. So let's get to the point. We could make this list go on and on. Other things uh, Shambra wants um, – would you stand up, please? She wants sex. Cameras. All the cameras on her. And now over to Joe.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, you were speaking for Shaumbra for Shambra, not for yourself. Okay. Uh, sex, yeah. Sex. Uh, that, that brings up a good point. You talk a lot about it. I That's a good point. Sex. Now, a challenge for Shambra. Oh, crap. <laughs> now you're getting on cue. You're learning to do it right in the moment. A challenge for Shambra. Tobias did this great, amazing class, Sexual Energy School talking about loving yourself to love yourself can you touch yourself can you pleasure yourself some call it masturbation hmm. weird word but loving yourself bringing yourself to the ultimate orgasm that includes your physical body your mind and your spirit that's really kind of secret for getting your spirit in here not having sex with somebody else but with yourself but See how quiet it's gotten in here. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> or some about you. Let's talk about that some more. <laughs> kind of a weird balance oh, yeah. and flipping back and forth. I wish you'd say more. God, I can't stand it. I am so glad I'm watching it online today. <sighs> Why did I come up here talk about masturbation? Making love to yourself, enjoying touching your body, enjoy, enjoying uh, even your mind, your thoughts. Immersing yourself in your thoughts, ah, that's what will get your divine here. That – a good meal, good glass of wine, and gatherings like this. That's what's going to invite your divine in here. We could list a lot of other things on here. Uh, we'll save that for another day. I wanted to get on to the, the tube, the gift wrap. We started this last month. And the premise is this: we'll We'll have, let's have a toast again. Oh, you've drank all yours. Uh huh, uh huh. A toast to life, to life. Smell of life. A little sip. Ah. We talked last month. I talked last month about the tube. Had dear Linda get a roll of gift wrap, because it's such a great symbol. You're in the tube. You're living in the tube. The tube is very linear. As I said last month, you're living in this tube and what do you see? Ugly cardboard, kind of grayish-brown, drab, not very inspired. This tube represents the path, the path, as you can see in here, a path of your life a path of your karma your ancestors the path of mass consciousness is sending you down the tube <laughs> literally sending you down the tube you think people think they want to get out of the tube but when actually given the opportunity they don't they actually just want a little bigger tube, and they want to know what lies ahead in front of them on the tube, which is kind of silly. Predictions and prophecies, very, very silly. I'll explain why in a moment. So they go through life in the tube, and then they die, and they kind of really never get out of the tube, really, Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, and then they incarnate back again and continue traveling. Along in the tube, and you could just imagine one tube after the other, after the other. They become numb uh, to it. They they limit their own thoughts and imagination and ideas uh, to adapt to this tube, never realizing that it's actually this beautiful paper on the outside. Never actually realizing there's so much more out here. You see. If this tube was just suspended and floating in air, there's a little bit in here. There's a lot out here, and that's what life is like. What holds this tube into place, what's keeping it a tube, is time and space and belief systems, but primarily time and space. It's keeping that tube a tube. It's keeping the illusion for all of you. That, that it's there. It's really kind of – I mean, it, it is there, but stop for a moment. There's so much more around it. This room, you, even if we open these doors so much more. That's kind of what life is like. You're held into place by time and space. Some other factors as well, but those are the primary ones. So in order to expand beyond this tube, it's about releasing time and space. Not destroying it, not denying it, but releasing its tight grip. That, my friends, is challenging, because it's so dense, you're so bought into it. You wear the watches, you are in physical form, you're you're a part, uh, you're a product of time and space. So where we're going to go with this is beyond these factors it's going to be very it'll be an experience best way i can put it because it's going to affect your mind your thoughts your body your ability to your how you are centered into reality it's going to throw all those off but we're going to get out of the tube now again we don't blast it we don't blow it up because it, it, it's part of reality, but it's just a small part. So what do we do? Same thing we did with the many who are listening in today – the many, many – ask them to expand from their chair. Not leave their chair, not to project themselves here, but to expand themselves here. So we're going to expand beyond the tube, beyond these forces of time and space. Stop for a moment. What? It sounds maybe fun, it will be an experience, but what would life be without time? Good, up to the point you got out of bed in the morning, because everybody else is operating on it, and they don't like when you're late for appointments. They don't like when your essence shows up from the future into their reality now, and that's really what happens. You suddenly become so expansive, time really doesn't matter, Suddenly, and, and you know, things, aren't, things aren't occurring in a singular motion. They're occurring simultaneously. As I've said before, there is no time outside of the earthly realms, in the angelic realms. There's no factor of time. There is the evolution of experience a progression of experience, but it's not necessarily a linear progression. It's the evolution of experience. So, what else? When you go beyond time, what is that, what is that like? What, what are the human concerns about going beyond time? Pardon? Confusing. Confusing. Very, very confusing. You have your bio-rhythms set to time. You have the day, the night, the light, the dark. Uh, you, you—it's in the tube, was stuffed in the tube, uh, and all these characteristics. So you go beyond time, and it's very disorienting, extremely. And what happens when things get disoriented for the average human? Written on the other page, when things are disoriented, Psychotropic drugs. <laughs> that's partly true. Psychotropic drugs, fear, loss of identity loss of identity. When, when you become woozy, as some of you have experienced, you, suddenly you feel very dizzy. What do you try to do? Get back into the identity. Get back into time and space. Get back to the old you. Have you ever just tried getting really dizzy? doesn't matter if you fall flat on the floor. Just letting it happen, and generally it doesn't. You don't fall on the floor. You expand a bit. What else, when you go beyond time, Ha! Big one. Letting go of control. Because even though time controls you, it's in the tube here you think you're controlling time. You're not at all. But there's that, that issue. That's good. Good. So, any, any others? Any other issues? What happens if you let go of time? Nothing will make sense anymore. It's the confusing thing. The, the, it's the mental loss of control. It just doesn't make sense anymore. So it takes a bold, bold human to go beyond time. It is not an attribute that you have to fight. You do not have to break out of time. You expand through time. You don't have to conquer time. Those ways of the uh, old Mystery Schools are, are old. There's a lot of work in in the Mystery Schools and a lot of the um, retreats that were done to conquer certain things, but time does not need to be conquered. Time needs to be accepted within its parameters with the understanding that there is so much more out there. Timeless reality is kind of fun. Timed reality can be fun also, can be quite an experience, but you're ready to break out of time. Space. Is the other one. We're in a space together here right now. Your body is in a space. There is a focus on um, kind of an energy point that creates space. That creates dimensions. What happens when we go out of space? Again, confusing, absolutely, absolutely. Fear of uh, physical annihilation. Fear that um, you're going to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, timed just right. Space. When you lose control of space, I I tell you, the the biggest fear that I've seen, with the ones that I've worked with, it leads you vulnerable to interdimensional spooks. You, you, you're, in a, you're in a space right now. I wouldn't say it's safe, but it's safer than being without space. You know how to manage it, kind of control it and maneuver it, but suddenly you're without space. Suddenly you're in this foreign environment and there is a concern that uh, evil is going to overcome you – dark forces, demons, bad beings – and more so than ever, your beings, your demons. See, in this space, in, in the tube here, you can kind of manage your demons because they're kind of floating around out here, or so you think. So you can kind of manage them, but the moment you go beyond space, suddenly you're in that same big pool with them, that same grand dimension. So there's a lot of concerns, a lot of issues about going out of the tube going beyond. But I think you're ready for it. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. Now, we'll keep it very simple. It's about first making a choice, and if you don't want to try it, don't. You can do it later, next lifetime. Uh, (laughs) And it's about realizing actually that you are safe. You are. It's about taking a deep breath from this moment and expanding just expanding out of the tube, not expanding the tube. That's what humans want. That list we did before? Humans just want to make this a little prettier, a little bigger, a little less pain in the tube, but they still want the tube, you see. Chambra thinks they want to get out of the tube, but they don't know what the hell the tube is or why it's there or how to get out, so they kind of they kind of carry that tube around the whole time, and they dream of getting out of it, but they really don't. You see, so they're still they're dreaming from within the tube, and and, and that has a value actually. It's brought us to this point. But let's try getting out of it. We're going to ask John to play some of that uh, wonderful music he was playing at the break. Yes. And, because music is always nice, because the mind needs to think that it's doing something so it can listen to the music, let's expand out of the tube, out of time and space. The elements that are really holding you in – yes, belief systems, too, and all the rest of that – but the attributes of time and space keeping you in here. Let's expand outside. So take a deep breath. A little bit of music. How do you do that? You well, you just make a choice. Maybe feel yourself floating, feeling the tube. Ah, tootie fluty music. Oh, good. Time and space—concepts that you've agreed to, allowed—but now it's time, at least, to test the waters, at least to feel what it's like outside of this tube. And I use this roll of gift wrap. On purpose, because there is such a gift in having been in the tube, such a gift in experiencing time and space, such a gift in focusing your self here. It's also a gift to be able to go beyond that when you choose. When you choose. At will. At will being in time and space. At will being beyond. Being able to expand your consciousness, your focus. yourself freedom, actually. That's really what it is. The freedom to be in time or space. The freedom to go beyond it. The freedom to choose any energies anytime you want. Time. What is time? Just a measurement. Beyond space. What is space? Just a focal point. So beyond measuring, beyond focusing. And I do this with you today because. This divine, the soul it is timeless, it is spaceless, it is truly free. And by doing this, expanding outside of the tube, you can start experiencing yourself as your soul going beyond experiencing yourself as just a human. we do this simple, take a deep breath, take a deep breath, when we do this simple exercise, it allows you to really feel as the soul feels. You know what it's like to feel as the human feels. Beyond Time and Space is it knows only itself, only its own love. And when you let yourself expand outside the tomb, you start to understand yourself, your soul. Take a deep breath. beyond the tube." What a great concept, to be able to live in the tube, experience in this gift wrap tube when you want, be able to be outside of it when you want, or both simultaneously. That's true expansion. Both simultaneously. Now, very gently, when I ask you, to open your eyes very gently. doesn't matter what you look at when you open your eyes, but bring this sense of timeless, spaceless reality. So it's it's easier to close your eyes and feel it, but now can you be right here, wherever you are, with your eyes open? Also, beyond time and space, still experiencing human reality, still experiencing the infamous tube, and beyond time and space, all at the same time. That, that is a soul experience, soul human experience, to do both. To be able to enjoy this reality, not to have to draw the shutters or the blinds to be able to journey beyond time and space, but to be able to open your eyes. Now if you would, please stand up. Keep breathing. Keep – don't suck yourself back into the tube here. Keep breathing and just walk around a little bit. Walk around without talking, just walk around. You're walking in time and space, but now feel yourself also beyond time and space. See, now get used to it. Eyes open. You're walking around. You feel the reality of the tube. It's all around. You're no denying it. But there's also this timeless, spaceless reality. You can see colors. You're maneuvering so you don't bump into others. It's okay if you do, by the way. But you're you're doing all the tubey kind of things, but yet you're letting yourself kind of stay expanded beyond the tube, kind of doing both at once. and this is important because so many times you can go into an altered state, but it's separate. And you may be seated anytime you want, or you can hover if, if you are that enlightened. Thank you. Uh, just a simple, very simple, quick practical exercise. And if you're saying to yourself, oh, I didn't really feel anything, eh, just take a deep breath. You did. You just don't know how to uh, figure it out yet. You don't know what it is you experienced, but try this. Uh, just play, be playful with it. Try it. Continue doing it at home. Probably not best while you're driving, Calder tells me, but uh, try it at home. And it's the integrating in the tube, beyond the tube, all at the same time. Being human, being spirit, all together, not separating it anymore. I wanted to talk today about – actually, I haven't even gotten to my main point, so I think we'll have to save it for next time – I want to talk about about, uh, – by the way, uh, one point back to the sleeping issue. So often when you're sleeping, you're not really sleeping. You're doing active dreaming. You're, you're, you're kind of in a non-physical uh, state of being in the tube. You're trying to figure everything out, you're trying to, and you're trying to like, figure your aspects. You're trying to figure out your day-to-day concerns, your relationships with other humans, and it can be very tiring because you're still kind of in here but just while you're asleep. True sleep, you go into this expanded state, and it can be for five minutes, it can be for a few hours, and in the true sleep state you're, there's not all this activity. True sleep state is, does not focus on the dreams. Uh, you're not trying to resolve things. The true sleep state that some of the Kehokers are starting to feel is that They don't need to do worry dreams anymore. They don't have to try to figure out what's going to happen next. We'll we'll continue this discussion next month. I'm sorry. I get to talking and I just enjoy it so much, because today was supposed to be about probabilities and potentials. Hmm. Haven't even gotten to that yet. That's another two hours probabilities and potentials. But uh, I'll give you a few insights into our next month's discussion. When you're in the tube, you're not seeing many potentials. You see? Because it's very, very limited. Yes. When you're in the tube, <laughs> see, your focus is rather limited. You're not really seeing all of these grand... Can you see my eye in there? You're not seeing all these grand – this would be a great shot for the video. This is a YouTube all by itself.
1: <laughs>
0: so, um, <laughs> yes, and this is why I come here, just to enter- entertain myself really more than anybody else. So when you're in the, t- when you're in the tube. You're really not seeing the real potentials. You're only seeing tube potentials. Tube potentials. You're only seeing kind of what's already floating around in here in the time-space atmosphere. You're not seeing what's out here. So the potentials are very, very limited, and so often – I know when I talk to you about potentials, uh, so often you're not really getting it uh, because you're only seeing what's in here. You tie that in with probabilities. And I say before, when I said before, you don't have to be psychic to do predictions because chances are a 66% chance that the weather is going to be the same tomorrow as it is today. There is about a 92% chance that next week is going to look like last week. You do the same things get up, and you have the same patterns, the same habits. There's a, there is a high probability that women in the room here will live to be about 77 and a half years old, the men less – about 70, 71 years old. High probability. So it's easy to make predictions, because humans live in the tube. And to know what's going to happen next, you just have to look in here. It's already charted out. It's based on … What happened yesterday? It's very easy to predict uh, what's going to happen in your next lifetime. It's what happened in this lifetime. You're going to look a little bit different, have a different name, have a few different technologies, but it's the same frickin' tube. So it's real easy to predict what's going to happen next. Oh, there's minor changes minor changes, but not very big. You add on to the tube, but it really doesn't change much. What's going to happen when you lose weight? I can already predict, not because I'm smart, but because of probabilities. You're going to gain it back and then some more, because you're doing it wrong. Your relationships – I'm not pointing to anybody in particular here, I have to be so careful (laughs) – was he looking at me when he said that? I no, was talking to everyone. Your relationships are going to have the same problems. If you dump the relationship you have now, you're going to have the same tubeful relationship that you had. It's just going to continue. Why? You get comfortable living in here, you got, a, you got very caught into time and space. You accepted these elements as truth, literal truth. And you think you don't know how to get beyond them, and it's keeping you in here. My job in service, in fun, is to get you out of here so that you can experience what it's like, so then you can make the decision, do you want to keep living in here, do you want to live out there, or do you want to live in both? So, both, she says. So with that, let us have one more sip – whatever you have to drink, doesn't matter – one more sip to life to life in the tube and beyond the tube, to life with greater potentials, to life with fewer probabilities. And with that, a reminder that all is well in all of creation, except French wine would have been better. Au revoir, (laughs) dear Shamba. (laughs) Until next month.